BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Gratitude Thursday, and here's why. Just a brief show today to say thank you. Thank you is an order because I have so much to be thankful for, as most of us do, though we may not realize it. These thoughts I'm having right now, ladies and gentlemen, are prompted by a scene from last week's First Tuesday, which I already wrote about for the reader. Follow me on this one, ladies and gentlemen. We were at a bar in Bridgeport. We're talking about the migrants or Chicago's need to help the migrants. And a woman got up and she said, I don't know why the migrants need help. I didn't get help. <laughs> we did it on our own. And I was like, mm, that's such a familiar refrain. I know that refrain. I'm kind of tired of that refrain. I held my tongue because, you know, everybody was being cordial and this was her opportunity to speak her mind. And ultimately she had something resembling a question that she was asking our guests. So it really wasn't my place to talk, but I've been thinking about it a lot. And like I said, this is not the first time I've heard someone say something on this variation. Now, this particular a woman was complaining about spending a government assistance uh, on uh, migrants. Uh, so mainly it was sort of like a tax issue. Why should we raise our taxes to spend money on them? Nobody spent money on us. We did it on our own. And I'm like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that is, that is a myth. That's a myth we feed ourselves. This myth of being self-made. It's not true. There is not one person that I know who's had any modicum of success in life who did it all on their own. Even if the success is a little thing, a little accomplishment, someone, somewhere along the line helped you. It's, I, I'm thinking right now, going through a list of people in my head right now, politicians I know, writers that I know, journalists that I know, activists that I know, actors that I've known, every single one of them has had help somewhere along the way in my own life. And since I'm thinking so much of gratitude, you know, this being Thanksgiving, this being the appropriate time to have gratitude, I always think in terms of my career, John McDermott. This, uh, my first boss here in the city of Chicago, great man, hired me uh, to be a reporter at uh, the Chicago Reporter Newsletter. This is way back in 1981, I want to say, 82. And, uh, if it wasn't for John, Lord knows what I would have gone on to become. So I always have to thank him. Saw something in me, gave me a chance to prove myself. So thank you, John McDermott. He passed, oh gosh, he passed about 27 years ago, but I always have thanks for him. So you know what? While I'm on the subject of thanks, I just want to give out some thanks to the people with this humble little podcast of mine that I uh, strongly um appreciate. I know some folks are going to go, wait a minute, Ben, aren't you going to get edgy? 
Aren't you going to get all red in the face? Aren't you going to have your voice raised? Aren't you going to get all passionate and denounce somebody? Yeah, maybe I'll get to that. In fact, I will get to that. But first, I just want to continue this theme of gratitude. So I want to thank uh, my regulars, the guests who come on this show regularly. I call them and they like, okay, Ben, I'll come on. And they prepare. They read the articles I send them. Uh, <laughs> they put up with me. And you know that list. I'm just going to run down David Ferris, Ramana Hussein, Monroe Anderson, Mark Sims, Mark Wallace, SDG, Stacey Davis Gates, Jeanette Taylor, Carlos Mears Rosa. Yeah, I don't throw him under the bus because he got in a little trouble. No, no, I don't do it that way. Rosetta Rodriguez, Miles Conflassen, Mickey D, Nathan D, Adolfo El Dragon. I see you, Adolfo. Brendan Schiller, Carlos. Candace Castillo, Del Marie Cobb, Lakeisha Collins, Dave Glowatch, Jim Coogan. The list goes on and on. Those are the regulars that routinely bring on the show. I want to thank my partners in crime, my production partners in crime. That would be Chris, DJ Nate, and the doctor, not a doctor, Dr. D, who uh, I would never. That's like, you. if I had a list of people that I had to thank for seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself, he would be right there, the top three, Dr. D. Now, Daddy D, because he's a proud papa. Uh, the reader for sponsors, Salem for always supporting me, uh, and listeners. Now we're going to get a little edgy. I want to thank uh, all my listeners, but particularly uh, uh, Frank uh, for always texting me updates. Love you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and Lefty Matt, weighing in with your critiques all the time. Uh, and this gentleman, uh, Michael Girardi. And that brings me to the edgy part what I want to say. So Michael Girardi has been a guest on the show. Uh, he's a rock and roller, plays a, a stinging guitar, writes some uh, pretty satiric uh, lyrics uh, with his songs and uh, political songs here about Chicago. Uh, I've had him on the show a couple times, as I said, difficult guy to bring on the show. He's got a challenging schedule, got a very young family. So he's preoccupied to put it mildly. So it is a challenge to get Mr. Girardi uh, to be a guest on the show, but from time to time, uh, he sees something in the newspaper. Uh, he's a, one of the last of the readers of newspapers. So he actually gets the <laughs> newspaper. He'll take a picture of the newspaper and text it to me. Uh, and then he'll riff. He'll have something that he wants to say uh, about what's in the news. Uh, and it's usually pretty good stuff. And I've always want him uh, to uh, write a, uh, a song about it. I'm not sure if he does. But anyway, Michael Girardi, uh, he saw this uh, article. Uh, that ran in the Tribune this uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, and I had read the article online. I hadn't seen it in the newspaper, so I hadn't seen the juxtaposition of the, this article the, uh, that uh, Michael was riffing on and the article next to it. Uh, so if you look at the picture of the Chicago Tribune on Sunday, there's an article celebrating marriage equality, uh, and uh, like it's a triumphant uh, thing that the Tribune is celebrating. Uh, and then next to it is a tax hike to help homeless debated. In other words, the Bring Home Chicago Ordinance, which we've been talking about. Uh, I've always been a big supporter of uh, marriage equality. I never quite understood the opposition to it. Uh, I watched with sort of a rueful smile on my face the way politicians duck and dodge on this issue, particularly President Obama, who was, if you recall, first he was for 
uh, marriage equality when he was a state senator in Hyde Park. Then he was against a marriage equality when he was running for Senate statewide. And then he furthermore was against it when he was running for president and uh, for that first term in office. Suddenly, <laughs> when he didn't have to run anymore, he was for it. How about that? It's called the evolution or devolution of uh, Barack Obama uh, on marriage equality. The Tribune wrote this celebratory article about what a great triumph it is of democracy that we have it, I, which I agree with. But a kind of interesting Tribune, almost all the politicians you've supported down through the years of the Republican persuasion, and you supported a whole lot of Republican politicians, MAGA politicians included have been against marriage equality. Now you're like trying to act like, oh yeah, we're for it the whole time. Come a little too late to the party, Tribune. So Michael Girardi noted that. Uh, next to that story about marriage equality is the story, tax hike to help homeless debate. And this is one of those classic mainstream Tribune stories that I've been reading, oh my God, forever, where they pretend they're really being fair and even down the line, but the whole thing's tilted against poor people, poor rich people. So here, uh, I saw the article, I thought about it, moved on with my life, and then boom, got this uh, text uh, from Michael Girardi, which I will now share with you. <clears throat> on today's front page, the Tribune celebrates same-sex marriage, talking about freedom and democracy. I remember it always being controversial, never as overwhelmingly supported as it is today until pre pretty recently. But what do I know about democracy? They have some nice stories and photos of some nice wealthy couples and everybody's happy. But look at the story to the right of it. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> what the fuck? They could have interviewed a homeless guy and quoted him saying, nobody would give me a job that pays enough to own a home. I always work but always for little. I've paid a fortune in rent to pay landlords mortgages for them, and I have nothing to show for them. Now I have literally nothing, and you keep making me move my tent. Where am I supposed to sleep? In the sewer? But they didn't. They only quoted real estate people. Right away, the California Business Properties Association guy saying, quote, this is a market, and markets react to taxes. They're not coming anywhere near the promised numbers. That's the problem with doing policy at the ballot box, end of quote. So much for democracy, I guess. Then on page 13, the Illinois realtor CEO says, quote, it also sets up an us versus them mentality. We think that's unhealthy. Where are the fucking people who are going to pounce on this kind of outrageous bullshit? Is there anybody anywhere? How is this kind of talk normal and not hotly debated? What the hell is wrong with everybody? Do we have no fucking conscience anymore? And so I wrote back and I asked him to be a little more specific. What did he find so objecting? What did he object to so much about the us versus them comment? And he wrote back, the haves accusing the have-nots of having an us-versus-them mentality is 21st century let-them-eat cake. It's for the poor people, and it's a fucking tax increase, an increase that only affects rich people. If you can afford to buy one of those properties, congratulations, you're rich. Your expensive investment property you now own makes you free money without you ever having to work to earn it. A sliver of that will go toward a program to reduce homelessness, a problem created by this real estate investor class of people. I knew, I think, ladies and gentlemen, what Michael was getting at, but I wanted him to elaborate. 
I was like, yes, I am with you 100% on this one, Michael Girardi. Absolutely. So the bring Chicago home ordinance that sparked the Tribune to write this story and put it on the front page would tax the most expensive property in the city when it's sold and raise some money to build housing for poor people. It is the most progressive of taxes. It goes on the richest people and it only affects the poorest people. And as such, there is no benefit whatsoever to any wealthy person unless they're thinking long-term as the society is benefited if when poor people have housing. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not how they think. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, I'm paying this tax. Everybody should pay this tax. This is outrageous. This is us versus them. And I'm like, yeah, Michael Girardi, you're so right. I never hear them say us versus them when, like, let's say everybody pays the higher taxes so we could do, I don't know, Lincoln Yards. It's not going to benefit any poor person, but the poor people are paying higher taxes for it. You never hear us versus them, class warfare. No, that's called good planning, economic development, something great for all of us. Isn't that funny, ladies and gentlemen? But when you try to help a poor person, it's us versus them. Class warfare. I'm so sad. Anyway, Michael Girardi made my day with that text. I forget when it came in. It was like midnight or something. I probably should have been uh, going to bed and going to sleep. But I read your text and got all fired up and just had to comment on it. So that is just one, ladies and gentlemen, of the many things that I'm thankful for. Really smart listeners like Michael Girardi weigh in and give me motivation and give me thoughts and help like fortify my sense of where we're going and give me a sense of purpose with this humble little podcast. So thank you, Michael Girardi. Thank you to all my listeners. I hope everyone has a delicious, healthy Thanksgiving. See you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. And remember, you can always catch up on previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, columns from Ben Jarofsky, and columns from a lot of other great reader writers, all at chicagoreader.com. Find Ben Jarofsky on Instagram, at Benny J Show, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody.